You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike with the Fin Fans Podcast. Uh, this evening I'm here with Jim Johnson. Hello all. And uh, we're going to start talking a little bit about uh, free agency. Uh, obviously tomorrow is the start of the uh, new league year. And uh, we'll talk a little bit. In fact, I'll, I'll even start right now. The way it's going to work is, is tomorrow a bunch of things go down. And uh, uh, prior to 4 p.m. Eastern Times, teams have to uh, exercise their options for uh, 2019 on all players who have the option clauses in their uh, 2018 contracts. Prior to 4 p.m., all clubs must submit qualifying offers to their restricted free agents and... Uh, those guys will have expiring contracts uh, uh, that gives them the right of first refusal compensation. Uh, the Dolphins have three players scheduled to become restricted free agents. Uh, that's uh, Jake Brendel, uh, Leonte Carew, and Mike Hull. Uh, and I believe that uh, Hull and, and Brendel are no longer part of the team. Teams have until April 19th to sign a restricted free agent from another team to an offer sheet, at which time the original team would have seven days to decide what or not to match that offer. Prior to 4 p.m., clubs must submit a minimum salary tender to uh, retain exclusive negotiating rights to their players with expiring 2018 contracts who have fewer than three accrued seasons of free agency credit. Uh, the Dolphins have done that with four players who fit that category. Uh, that's uh, Jesse Davis, Isaac Asiata, uh, tackle Zach Stirrup, and defensive end Jonathan Woodard. Uh, the top 51 rule begins, and that's that's important to uh, most teams because uh, only the top 51 count against the 2019 salary cap at 4 p.m. The trading period for 2019 begins at 4 p.m. Uh, after the expiration of uh, the 2018 contracts. And, of course, free agency starts. Uh, at 4 p.m., it's a fair game. Anybody can be signed, and uh, uh, you usually have a little bit of a frenzy about that time. Uh, last year, uh, the Dolphins signed uh, Danny Amendola, Terrence Garvin, Frank Gore, Brock Osweiler, Josh Sitton, and Albert Wilson. Collectively, that's that's not a great group. Uh, you know, obviously, Al Albert Wilson was a, a great player for us, but uh, he got hurt, and Gore was certainly steady. Uh, but the rest of them were average or worse. What are your thoughts on those guys, Jim? Uh, the last group you mentioned, uh, you know, Amendola is he's a, he's a he's a he's an older guy. He's a slot guy. He he played a certain position and a certain assignment per se at the in the Patriots and he didn't take every snap on offense he was you know probably a 40 or a 50 percent of the snaps type of guy and and we plugged him in and and we had him on you know 80 percent of the snaps and that's that's not really his his forte so uh, you know I thought he played very well but you know you we expected a little too much uh, you know I guess he had 50-something catches, if my memory serves me correct. Right, 
Right. You know, and Gore was very good, really. I mean, he, he did exactly what Frank Gore always does, and that was good. But Steady. Yeah, very, exactly. Very steady. Yeah, not, not, not flashy, but man, he could, he could get two or three yards when there was nothing to be had. So there's a lot to say for that. From there, you know... Osweiler, Sitton were disappointments. Terrace Garvin didn't do much. Yeah, Garvin was kind of a waste of time. Sitton played, what, one game? Uh, One game. Uh, You know, and Osweiler is Brock Osweiler. I don't really want to go there. Uh, you know, Hopefully we don't have to. Yeah, this exactly. I mean, the only thing he had on his side was height, you know, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about the, you know, the start of the new league year is some of the guys that are on the roster, uh, it, they have some bonus money that if they're on the roster come the first day, then they get that money. So they well, it could be the first day, second day, third day. They're all written differently. Yeah, but but yes, they usually start somewhere real close to the new league. Right. Year. I know. I know several players have have roster bonuses that if they're still on the team, they get they get this guaranteed money right now. So yep. that's something that often accelerates some uh, some wheeling releases. And, yeah, some some sort of dealings. So. Yep. Uh, you know, you know, you mentioned Eziata a little bit. There's a guy that they they keep hanging on to. I, I I don't know if they're waiting for the flower to bloom and they've been watering it and fertilizing it all this time. Or well, you what? know, we were talking today about Billy Turner. Yeah. And he's a guy that you know a similar situation. You know, he just he couldn't get on the field, and when he did, he was an embarrassment. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, you know, he's turned himself into a pretty good lineman. He, yeah. he just got a very nice contract. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jesse Davis, I think, still has some potential to, to improve. Uh, but, you know, all of this is... He's a guy I wasn't crazy about, to be honest with you. But I, I guess they like him. He's still there. Right. He's still there. And and he showed a lot of potential early. And then, early, yes. and then And then I think defenses realized what the trick was to get through him and... He just couldn't answer it because he seemed to deteriorate the longer the year went on. I thought he was better in 17 than he was in 18 for the limited time that he played. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I just uh, I saw some potential there, and, and then it, it kind of faded away. So I don't know if that's something on him or an offensive line coach trying to instill the wrong, the wrong thing or what, but... Uh, we got to hope that some of these guys step up because, man, with Juwan James leaving us, it's uh, slim pickings there on the offensive line. Yeah, well, we'll talk about Juwan in a little bit. The players who are going to be restricted free agents and, and uh, free to sign with any team they'd like tomorrow are linebacker Stefan Anthony, uh, running back uh, Brandon Bolden, uh, tight end A.J. Derby, uh, quarterback David Fales, uh, Frank Gore has already agreed uh, to sign with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, tight end Marquise Gray. Uh, defensive end William Hayes. Defensive tackle Ziggy Hood. Uh, tackle Jawan James, who's going to Denver. Uh, center Wesley Johnson. Uh, quarterback Brock Osweiler. I think everybody would be happy to see him go. Uh, running back Sonoris Perry. Center Travis Swanson. Uh, defensive end Cameron Wake. Defensive tackle Sylvester Williams and offensive tackle Sam Young. Uh, Denny was also a uh, free agent, but uh, the Dolphins did re-sign him in early February. Um, now, of that group uh, that I just mentioned, 
you know, I mean, I'm going to hate to see Cameron Wake go. I don't think I'd like to see Brandon Bolden go. I think he showed some potential. If William Hayes was five years younger, I'd love to see him stay, but he's not. Uh, not too many others on that list that I would be overly concerned about losing. What about you, Jim? Yeah, you touched on several that I'm, I agree with you. I mean, Bolden showed a lot of flashes, and uh, even Senerese Perry, you know, he, he showed some pretty good runs. But past like Marquise Gray, the tight end, uh, he showed some, some competent play, which competent isn't what we really want to see. But when you look at our tight end position play the last few years, competent is is good compared to most of it. So uh, I don't really know. I wouldn't, you know, you mentioned Cameron Wake. I mean, he's my favorite player on the Dolphins for probably every year he's been here. Uh, you know, I got his jersey, I got his t-shirt, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to see that man move on. Uh, but in all fairness, uh, I, I kind of hope that, that a team that's going to the playoffs or something can pick him up and he can, and he can get some playoff time. But, you know, that's the only guy there that really hurts me. Uh, other than that, you mentioned Stephon Anthony, uh, he hasn't really shown us much. No, I expected more from him. To be I honest. I really did. I you know he was a high draft pick and for the Saints I believe and he's just never really materialized for any of us. You know the teams he's been on. So I I did expect more from him, uh, but realistically, when you when you have you look at guys and and free agent players or any player, you look at guys who's who's impacting the games, who's stepping up, who's making plays. And you list through the, those names, and other than Cameron Wake, uh, there's not a lot of playmakers there. No, no, there really isn't. Uh, Hayes, you know, could be, but he can't stay healthy. Yeah, well, you mentioned it. If he was five years younger, he was, you know, he was our best-rated uh, defensive run run play, run stopper, and we, he was also leading the team in sacks. Yeah, I know that was crazy at the when time. He went down. Yeah. yeah, and. Uh, you know, I think that's because people over, you know, def uh, offenses overlooked him, sure, and they sure. they're worried about Cameron Wake, and you know maybe Robert Quinn and, and Wake and Quinn, yeah. and he was getting singled, and yeah. he was able to beat him. Yep, and uh, so he was he was one of our best graded uh, defensive tackles, and when he went down, our run game, our run defense went in the trash can. So. Yeah, well, I guess I, I guess I'm glad they signed Denny back. I didn't think he was going to make the team, and maybe he still won't. You know, but uh, I hope he does. I'd like to see him do it. Uh, what is, he's got that long consecutive streak going. I don't know exactly what it is off the top of my head, but yeah, it's an awful lot of games. It's like 205 yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a lot. And what is he? 41 now, I think. I think he is 40 or 41. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's. Uh, you know, uh, he's he's been a Dolphins lifer really, so. Uh, you gotta like that, and uh, yeah. hey, what the heck? I believe heck? he came in when Saban was here, right? Oh, boy, I think so. Yes. Yeah, it's going back to the memory banks there. Yeah, well, me too. You know. Uh, so we were interested in Trey Flowers, and that didn't work out. Did you have any thoughts about that? Well, I, you know, looking at Trey Flowers, I knew he was going to get a big contract, and I knew he was going to have a lot of interest from other teams. And while I said, well, it could happen because, uh, 
you know, Flores is very familiar with him and would want him on his team because he knows the things that he likes to do. So he, he would fit the profile. The thing that he did not fit was the spending budget. And yes. I really didn't see them paying anybody, any free agent, any type of top dollar contract. And you know somebody was going to pay the man, and I think they said, hey, let's get him if we can get him for, you know, X number of dollars. And, you know, that didn't happen, and he signed somewhere else. And I, to be honest with you, I've got to applaud that because we're rebuilding, and I don't see a big advantage to spending a bunch of money on a, on a player that, you're going to have to try to re-sign when we're just getting competitive again. Exactly. And I, I applaud that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think he signed for something like $17 million a year. You, you, we're not in a position to be spending $17 million a year on a, on a linebacker. Uh, yeah. Like I say, it just, I, I never took it serious because I never, I never realistically saw the Dolphins doing that. I think they're going to have a low profile deal on their, their contracts. Uh, and they, they want, uh, you know, solid quality players rather than the, the, the fast, fancy, flashy guys. I, I can't speak for them because nobody really knows what their plan is. But I would think that if I'm trying to be logical about it, I am going to sign players right now and probably for the next year at the bottom of the barrel or mid-tier players. I'm not going to the higher dollar players. I'm not doing that until I know my team is ready to compete because then I'm going to know where I need those players. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, you know, that's, you know, I, I, there's no point in, in dumping a bunch of eggs into one basket again when we're not even sure what direction we're headed. Uh, right. Let's let's get this. Let's get, get this. these guys on the field and let's let's ha let's see what we can do and then we'll know where we need help and we'll we'll know where we need the impact. Yeah, my th my comment was let's get this ship in the water and see what it does yeah. and then and then decide where what we need to fix. So yeah, if we got leaks, we'll plug them. Yep. I hated to see speaking of leaks, Jawan James go. But I wouldn't have paid him that. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy money to me. I mean, you know, it's the same deal with Flowers. Realistically, James is a is a is a guy you drafted. You want to keep him, but you simply can't overspend for any one player. And to pay him thirteen million dollars a season with uh, yeah, that's with, for a Pro Bowler. Yeah, for thirty some million dollars guaranteed. Uh, that's that's just not really acceptable, and it's too much damn money for one position player. I mean, if he was, if he was, uh, you know, a, a cornerback or more of an impact player that's changing games, I'd be, I'd be more, more leaning towards paying the man. But that's too much money for a right tackle. I can't. I no, can't. I saw can't Mark Colombo play. I know that Mark tackle uh, right tackles can change games because he did. Yeah, uh, you know he was he was bad. Right. Uh, right. So you know, hopefully they can get somebody in there competent who who's not going to embarrass themselves and uh, uh, just do a presentable job. You you don't need a Pro Bowl or a right tackle. You just need somebody that can hang in there and, and get in the way of the pass rush. Yeah. And hopefully do a little bit of run blocking. You know, it doesn't have to be phenomenal, but just good enough to again get in the way. Yeah. Uh, 
You, you, you know, we, we, you lost uh, Frank Gore. Uh, do you think we're going to miss him? I don't see us missing Frank Gore. I mean, uh, you might miss his his uh, presence in the locker room, per se. Uh, you know, he's a consummate professional and all that. But as far as his production on the field, uh, I say give the ball to Kalen Balazs and, and let he's hungry. Let's see what he can do. Okay. Um, I agree with you, by the way. I, I do think that the young guys need to get the ball. Uh, him and Drake and uh, possibly Sonoris Perry, if they resign him, or whoever they bring in to, to you know fill that role. Right. But, yeah, they need to get the younger guys the ball. Younger guys, like uh, uh, the GM said, they recover quicker. And at running back, you want guys who recover quicker. Uh, not that we had any injury problems with Gore, but at his age, there's going to be. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't knock Gore at all. I mean, you oh, know, no, he's a beast. If if things were a little bit different, I would say sign the man. Uh, you know, he's a South Florida guy. Uh, he's good for the image and the team as a whole. Uh, but in the direction we're going right now, we need to go move forward with young guys. Yep. So there's talk of them having interest in Tyrod Taylor, and I know that upsets a lot of people. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's a it's a double-edged sword. I I basically am okay with some of his intangibles. He runs around, he he, he makes something out of nothing. Extends plays. He extends uh -huh. plays, and that's something that we have desperately needed uh, with the condition of our offensive line. Our you know we've had a lot of turnstiles there and some instantly broken plays. Uh, he probably could have made something out of some of those plays. Uh, the trouble is he's not a great passer. So, and he, hold, he holds the ball. And he, he, yeah, he has a ton of hiatus there. Yeah, and he will one-hand it and have some strip sack fumble messes. Uh, you know, but hey, we gave that guy a couple of perfect games, I think, when we played against him. So, God, he sure looked good against oh, us. Oh, yes. my goodness. That was painful to watch. And the whole time, I'm like, this is a mediocre at best quarterback, and he's uh -huh. and he's given us a, a beatdown. Uh, so, the thing, the thing, here's the bottom line with Tyrod. Uh, he's going to be relatively inexpensive. Uh, you sign him. You know, he's going to be a bridge quarterback. You don't know what we're going to have for an offensive line, so you probably need a guy with some wheels, so realistically he fits the profile. Uh, you know, if you know, there's some scuttlebutt about Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the guy. No, it's not going to happen. He's going back to New Orleans. You know, but the guy's had a bad leg injury. You know, you want to put that guy behind our offensive line? We got We got one returning guy, a left tackle, and then we've got... You know, maybe Kilgore and maybe Sitton. We don't know if those guys are coming back. Uh, the way now that we've got a well, uh, the center's coming back. Oh, Kilgore is. Yeah, he was. Yes. He had a two-year deal. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, he only played what four or five games last year. He, yep. He's not a. He's not a young guy. Uh, we don't have any real guards, and now we're less of a, a right tackle. So you know, you got seven or eight picks in the draft, and you know, uh, you, I don't, I can't picture a guy with that's had a bad leg injury wanting to be behind that line. That's for sure. Well, he obviously didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, the big news today was uh, they re-signed Devonte Parker, and uh, I know that didn't make some people happy, but 
Uh, I'll in fact, you were you were one of those people. I'll raise my hand. I don't uh-huh, want I don't want to see that guy on the friggin' team. That's just I don't get it. I don't get that pick at all. I got no problem with it. We're we're you know you got to take things in perspective. We're, we're telling everybody relax. We're rebuilding. Don't don't get uh, crazy. And this fits into that category. Uh, they got an awful lot of holes on this team, and they've got a player that can go out there and line up on the field. He's he has potential, and I know. It's probably going to be unfulfilled potential, but he has potential. Uh, they signed him relatively cheaply. Uh, they signed him to a two-year contract uh, for $13 million if he achieves all his incentives. But really, the only part of that contract that's guaranteed is, is one year for $5 million. If he gets his incentives, he gets his incentives. But at the end of the year... Uh, they can decide whether or not he comes back for that second year. So it's really a one-year prove-it deal, and uh, either he will or he won't. But uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think a lot of Devontae's problem has been a combination offensive line quarterback. Uh, uh, they just have not been getting the ball downfield, and he's a downfield receiver. He's not He's not a five-yard hitch receiver. He's a, down, he's a long strider. He's a downfield receiver. So if you're not getting the ball downfield, you're hurting Devontae Parker, and that's kind of how I see that. Yeah, I I understand that angle, and I really can't argue it. You know, we had Jay Cutler, and then we've had Ryan Tannehill in one way, shape, or form, or Brock, uh-huh. or Brock Os- Osweiler. Uh, Devontae made some some incredible plays here and there. You know, he was he's good for two or three a year. Uh, when he gets on the field uh, my and you know you look at that five million dollar number uh it sounds like a lot but as far as number one wideouts go it's not a lot of money that's kind of my point so I, I can understand it from that point of view where it is a prototypical first slot you know first uh, number one receiver but you know, you, you look at him, and half the time he doesn't look like his heart is in it when he's out there running a route. He's not. I, I just I struggle wanting to put him on the field at all. And the fact that he's absorbed a roster spot for four friggin' years, I'm done with him. So uh, if he absorbs another roster spot this year, it's just ugh. Well, I, this is the test. I mean, if me personally, okay, if I'm a wide receiver. <laughs> And I got Tannehill as my quarterback, and I got that offensive line blocking for him. I'm not excited to come to work. Uh, I should be, you know, because I'm a professional and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, human nature is human nature. If if I know the ball's not coming to me, I'm not going to be real excited about going to work. Uh, so, you know, I, I cut him some slack. My biggest problem with him is he's fragile. Uh, that's, you know, he's got a lineup. Well, the durability is an ability. And, and if he comes up short to me, it's more so in that area than everything else. Well, you know, the two could be related. You know, if, if, yep. you know, if you don't want to go to work and your, your toe bothers you, well, then you tell the doc, you call a doctor and you make a stink out of it, uh, and you get out of work. Uh, you know, if you want to go to work and your wrist hurts or your toe hurts or your calf hurts and you want to work, well, then you go to work and you don't say shit. You just play it out. Uh, right. And that, I think, is is the issue. And I don't know if it's because he's soft or if he's unmotivated or what, but... Uh, or he's playing hurt. Or, 
or he's just soft and and he's he's too injured to be able to do what he needs to do. I don't know. I I do believe he has the reputation of not playing hurt, and I think that's a little bit unfair. Uh, he's had calf troubles. He's had hamstring troubles. He had the foot problem. Uh, you know, he's a wide receiver. He needs his legs. Uh, so, you know, when those things are bothering you, uh, it's difficult to look good. <laughs> True. You know, I mean, it really is. And, and I don't think people take that into consideration. I'm not making excuses for him because he's been a bust. Uh, but there are reasons. And, and part of the reasons is he, he just can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, if, if he comes in this summer and, and starts out healthy, it'll it'll be interesting to see what he does with a different quarterback and a different offensive line. Well, he's going to have all that. Yep. Uh, so what would you think of uh, Dwayne Allen? This was uh, kind of an interesting deal for me, and I was kind of surprised at how many people were all mad about the signing. And we've already got two or three tight ends and all of that. And, you know... I mean, we didn't, again, we just talked about Devontae Parker and his cap number of like five million bucks. It's it's not a huge amount of money. And, you know, this guy, I think, what would we pay him, like three million a season or something? Something like yeah, that. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't. So, it, to me, it doesn't impact our cap situation a whole lot. It brings in a guy that that knows what Flores generally wants to do uh you know the offensive coordinator worked with worked with him as well so there's a lot of familiarity there and that's got to help because he he basically already knows the tendencies uh our two draft picks last year Smythe and Gazeki uh they kind of underachieved and you know Gazeki was kind of forced into doing more blocking than than maybe we should have but we needed blockers and that's what you had to do uh he needs to get stronger he needs to build his muscle and find his center of gravity so he cannot be pushed off of every route or every block there ever was it's it was just painful to watch sometimes you know a defensive back or anybody just touch him and and he was like done oh i know ah so you know this guy knows how to get it done. The other thing I want to mention is everybody says he only had three catches last year. And it's like, well, he was basically used as a blocker. And if you're going to throw a pass to your tight end, I'm fairly hey, certain going to it's going to go to Gronk. So, <laughs> you know, if your number one read is Gronk, uh, you normally don't get to the second or third read. Uh, so, you know, when he was with the Colts, he caught, he caught quite a lot of passes. So I think people need to think positive about it. And uh, we do still have Gray, I think. Uh, you know, and he's another solid guy. Uh, not Gray. What's the other? O'Leary. O'Leary, yeah. We do still have O'Leary. And, you know, so now we've got four tight ends on the on the roster. Uh, but if if they're going to use some some two tight end sets which we may because we're going to be limited with the number of receivers we have for those wondering uh, Dwayne Allen and O'Leary are very similar grade wise yes they're very similar grade wise and and play wise they're very similar uh, the thing is i don't have a big problem with it the only thing that may be a problem is you know i mentioned you know parker absorbing a roster spot uh, you know, having four tight ends on the le- on the roster does eliminate another position from being able to be there. So 
that's just something that's going to end up uh, all. Well, I, I think Dwayne can play uh, H-back as well. That's true. That's true. Kind of like Clay used to do when we had yep. him here. So that's yep. a good thing. He could be listed otherwise, but it's still going to impact your final 53 a little bit. But it's it's our roster is in such flux right now. I don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't know. We don't know. So we'll see. So the uh, AFC East has been semi-active. Um, I, I think the Bills have really helped themselves. Uh, they added some depth to their uh, offensive line. Uh, it looks like they're going to uh, sign offensive tackle Ty Nischke. Uh It looks like they're going to sign uh, Mitch Morse, who's a center. Very good one. Right. Uh, looks like they're going to sign receivers John Brown and uh, Cole Beasley. Yep. And everybody knows they got uh, Frank Gore. Um, and they also uh, got a tight end, Tyler Croft, and uh, another offensive lineman, Spencer Long, to go with uh, Nishke. So uh, they've helped themselves. Uh, they damn near built an offense. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see how it all works out, but they're, they're definitely shopping. Now, the Jets, it's been a little bit different. Uh uh, they went hard after Anthony Barr, and he actually agreed to uh, sign a contract with them. Then kind of changed his mind, and he's going to stay with Minnesota. Well, it, uh, well, it is the Jets. Well, it is the Jets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can certainly understand that when you look at those uniforms. But uh, uh, the, the thing is, it, it kind of gives them a little more leverage if they, if they do want to sign Le'Veon Bell. That's true. So we'll see how that works out. Um, and, of course, the last team uh, that we haven't spoke about uh, is the Patriots, and the Patriots are doing what the Patriots do. Uh, they lost uh, Trent Brown, and they lost Trey Flowers, both to big contracts. And uh, if they don't go out and sign anybody uh, major, they're going to end up with uh, two third-round uh, compensatory picks. So uh, Yeah, if they had paid those two guys, it would have been, what, $32 million? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, you just can't do that. You know, those two guys are. I think uh, Brown got is the highest paid left tackle now, and uh, Trey Flowers is right up there as far as defensive players go. You just can't. You just can't do it. Yeah, it's you know, it's like us losing. Uh, you know, our better players. Uh, this is what happens. Uh, teams are not smart. Teams are not spending the top dollar uh, contracts. They're just not doing it. Uh, not if they can help it. So, you know, I mean, it's all a matter of how you want to build a team. My philosophy is the top 53 win. It's not the top five or six that win. It's the top 53. Yeah. And uh, you've got to build your roster with that thought process in mind. And I think the Patriots are as good as anybody at doing that. Uh, they've got a couple of stars. You know, they've got Gilmore. They've got Gorkowski. But they don't have many. And they're, they're not breaking the bank with these guys. No, they they're always bringing up people that that underachieve somewhere else and and putting them in good positions and it seems to work for them. It does. Yeah, it does. Well, hopefully our staff has has brought some of that magic with them. Yeah, and uh, they can do the same thing here because we're going to need that, especially on the offensive line. Uh, we're going to get to see real quick uh, what they're capable of. Uh, because for my money, the the guy in uh, New England is is the best line coach in the game. Uh, and I hope that the guy that we brought with us is, uh, 
anything nearly as talented, you know, uh, because we that's been our problem, I think. I think we've had crappy offensive line coaches. I mean, obviously, we had the guy, you know, with the hookers and the guy before that with Bully Gate. And, you know, I mean, we've had some bad offensive line coaches. And uh, uh, if the guy Flores brought in is capable, then hopefully that'll help get some of these young kids developed and maybe help Essiana along and, uh, who knows? Maybe we have a guard on the roster already um, that that can fill in. Yeah, we have to, uh, we have to hope so. That's for sure. Yeah, somebody projected Stirrup playing guard, and I don't know that I like that. He's a big, tall kid. I don't I don't know that you want him playing guard. Yeah, he's uh, some of those tall guys struggle with that the low center of gravity guys coming off the DT position, and it's well that and they get in the quarterback's eyeballs. Yeah, they're in the way. Yep. You know, he's like 6'7". He's not. He's yeah. a big guy. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I don't know that you want him standing in the middle of the field, but that's, that's just my thought. I don't I don't know if he will or won't be. So, uh, so Mike, you just mentioned, you know, AFC East, uh, you know, what they're doing. What's your what's your big picture of the of the four teams in the East? Well, I want to see Gay sign Le'Veon Bell because I want to see how quick he runs him out of town. <laughs> that's a definite possibility <laughs> that's a definite possibility yeah no doubt uh, i, I want to watch that but no in all seriousness you know i the jets and bills i, I think right now the bills obviously uh, with what they've done in free agency if these guys work out and that's a big if uh you know they've helped themselves uh, uh the tackle is a good tackle the center is a good center uh, we know what gore is he's certainly a steady back uh, so these guys are going to help them. Uh, the receivers are not bad. Uh, J- Josh Brown, Cole Beasley, they're not bad. So, I mean, it's going to be better than what they had last year. So the question is, you know, what do they get out of their defense? Uh, you know, what will they, will they, uh, uh, still be as steady as they were? Right. The way I look at it, uh, you know, the Jets and the Bills are a year ahead of us in their, you know they're re- yes, they're, re- and they're rebuilding they're rebuilding process and they've already got their 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 what they consider their franchise quarterback and like you mentioned yeah i think buffalo's going for it now yeah. i don't think they're you know yeah. they're, they're they're they got their foot on the gas pedal for sure yeah. and you know darnold has a little bit more i'm not so sure kind of th- thing going on there but the bills seem to be just let's do it right now and yeah. you know if allen play, plays out uh, and Darnold steps up, uh, you know, they're going to start to become better teams fairly quickly. Uh, the Patriots are, well, I don't know, they're the defending Super Bowl champions of friggin' Gen. That pains me to say. Well, they're the king of the mountain. But that's what uh, I'm saying. So yeah. so they're making their moves to, to stay on top, uh, you know, and and we're we're stuck in the middle of a whole bunch of brand new stuff, and I I, I struggle to expect too much. Uh, I just hope I start to like the direction that we're going. So that's 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 all we can look for right yeah, now. Direction, exactly. Yeah, you know that that's what you want to see. Yeah. You want to see direction, and then once you establish a direction and a foundation, then you want to see steady improvement. Right. Uh, but we're not going to stack up with these teams right now. We're just not. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, I mean, they've all got better quarterbacks than we do. They, they've all got uh, uh, better defenses than we do. Uh, we're just not going to stack up with these teams. So, And that's fine. We don't have to. What we need to do is, is bring in talent uh, inexpensively and find a quarterback. And that's not all going to happen this year, I don't think. Uh, but we'll get there. 
Yeah, exactly. We'll get there. It's just a matter of uh, one piece at a time and uh, as many pieces as possible without overspending. And, and I focus on that a lot because you have to. Uh, you know, money is the most important thing because that's the only asset you have to build your team with. And if you waste it on these guys, and I know the player, you know, the fans want to sign everybody. They want to pay Howard $17 million. They want to pay Tunsil $17 million. They want to, to pay Trey Flowers, and they want to pay everybody. Uh, you know, somebody uh, wants money, the fans say, well, just pay him, pay the man. Well, that's not the way it works. Uh, you can't pay everybody. You can't. Uh, as much as you'd like to keep everybody, the Patriots have showed you that you can't. Uh, they're winning Super Bowls for a reason. Uh, the reason is they don't pay everybody. They know when to pay, and they're very good at developing their team, and that's what we have to be good at. We have not been good at that. So we'll see how it goes. Anything else you want to add tonight? Uh, you know, uh, we got a lot of unhappy fans that guys are leaving and they're not bringing any big names, but you know, this is, this is going to be a, a whole new deal. And some of the decisions are, we're not going to like, we're not going to agree with them. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, the whole Parker thing is a frustration for me, but, uh, you know, we just got to have some patience and see what this new uh, Chris Greer and Flores can bring to the table and, and hope for the best. Hey, you know, they, they tendered him for $9.7 or whatever it was, and they signed him for 5 So I consider that a win. We'll see what, what he does on the field. Well, because that's, that's a determining I'm factor. sure they've been shopping him, and there was no interest. And I'm sure these, agent, these, oh, a, yeah, these agents yeah. make their livelihood and living off off pumping the numbers up and and it's money for nothing really you know they're they're just uh living off living off these these players and if these if these agents aren't getting phone calls returned then he's going to tell parker dude you better sign for whatever you can of yeah. course uh, their job is to gauge the market and uh understand their players value and uh those that do it well you know get their pl get their players paid and uh if this was the best deal out there for Devonte, then it was i wonder so. what ryan Tannehill's agent is doing uh, probably crying <laughs> <laughs> i hope i hope <laughs> yeah i don't know we'll see i mean like somebody said today you know he could end up back and it wouldn't shock me but i don't think it's going to happen but if it did, it wouldn't shock me. But in order for that to happen, he's going to have to want to take a lot less money than he's Yeah, I think now. they'd have to cut him and then re-sign him. So, uh, I, yeah, they'd have to do. So they'd have to yeah, renegotiate. Something his would have to be done. And, yeah, that's I'm the getting, way they would do that. They would. The trouble is, I'm getting sick to my stomach just talking about it. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it because it's making yeah. me ill too. You know, at my age, you got to watch there what you, you go. do. So, all right, guys, I, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I think most of you know by now you can catch us uh, on Facebook at uh, Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. If you come by, we'll uh, be talking uh, Dolphin football 24-7, seven days a week, uh, just nonstop. But you're welcome to come by and chat with us, argue with us, debate with us, whatever you want to do. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Uh, and... Uh, those of you who are listeners to the podcast on a regular basis, please like it, share it, um, get it out there. Uh, make sure Dolphin fans are hearing it. Uh, if you you know if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to it. And uh, that's all I've got for tonight. Uh, 
again jim anything else oh that's about it but yeah you know get this get this podcast out there like it share it uh, tell your friends and get some listens going so we can blow this thing up yeah have your mom listen to it maybe she'll there become you go. a fan there you go you know just let people hear that's it and yeah, uh right. let's let's everybody uh be patient and and hope for some interesting transactions in the next couple of days Yes, I am looking forward to the next couple of days. We're going to have a fun show there next week. There you go. Week. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, as always, fins, fins up. up.